Hi everyone and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg and I'm your host. Today we'll be talking to Fabian Ansmann and Holger Borgtorf about the OPC UA companion specification for commercial kitchen equipment. Fabian and Holger will tell us what the Industrial Association of House, Heating and Kitchen Technology does, what the company Küppers Busch does. They will give us an introduction to commercial kitchens and tell us what role the Internet of Things may play in the concept of the connected kitchen. And of course, they will share with us all interesting things there are to know about the OPC UA companion standard for commercial kitchen equipment. Okay, let's go for it. Hello, Fabian. Hello, Holger. Thanks for joining. How are you? Hi, Peter. Thank you very much. I'm fine. Thank you very much for having us here at this podcast. I think this is a very good opportunity that we are able to present our work, what we did together with our members and with the OPC Foundation. My name is Fabian and I'm working for the Industrial Association of House Heating and Kitchen Technology. In that association, I'm responsible for most of the digitalization topics, and that is why I was involved in the communication standard, um, which is manufacture neutral in the professional kitchen. And in that podcast, we want to show you why it's so important to have a manufacture neutral communication standard in the commercial kitchen so far from my side. Fabian, Holger, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a bit about your respective employers, the Industrial Association of House, Heating and Kitchen Technology and Cooper's Bush there and your involvement to date with OPC Technology and the OPC Foundation. Yeah, that's a kind of good question. I can imagine that many people do not know the HKI due to the fact that in comparison to bigger associations like the VDMA, we are rather small. As you already said, we are the Industrial Association of House Heating and Kitchen Technology. And we have quite a history because we are now more than 70 years old. And we are representing the manufacturers of commercial kitchen equipment and domestic heating and cooking appliances. In total, we have about 230 members. And what I think is very important to mention here is we are a national association, but we are well connected on an international level. So we are in exchange with the European association that deals with commercial kitchens, but also with the American association, which deals with commercial kitchens. And especially when we want to establish standards internationally, this is very important. And when we look at digitalization topics, this is an important thing to do. You also asked um, about DHGI, what the tasks are, Peter. So I can also give you some points here. First of all, as every industrial association, we are a dialogue partner for politics and authorities. So we are representing the industry with one voice. We are providing assistance, advice and services. And yeah, we are responsible for the exchange of information within the industry. But one very important point 
which the HKI does is the development of technical rules, standards, and norms for the benefit of our manufacturers. And that is very important because so we work together with the OPC Foundation and could create um, such communication standard within the commercial kitchen. So that's basically what the HKI is and what the HKI does in a nutshell. Same for you, Holger. Please introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a bit about yourself, about your employer, Kuppers Bush. Who and what is the company called Kuppers Bush? Right. Thank you, Peter. Let me introduce myself first. My name is Holger Burgdorf and I'm head of innovation and product management within Kuppers Bush. Actually, I joined the company in 2006. So Kuppersbusch was founded in, in 1875 in Gelsenkirchen by Friedrich Kuppersbusch. Today, Kuppersbusch Großküchentechnik is in the business of professional kitchen appliances. So we are developing and producing professional kitchen appliances in Gelsenkirchen in Germany. So where do you find those professional kitchen appliances from Kuppersbusch? So we serve small restaurants, we serve five-star hotels, institutional caterings from hospitals or universities, or even air flight catering. So everything coming up from 50 to more than 10,000 meals a day, you will find Kibbersbush equipment. Please give our listeners an introduction to commercial kitchens. Yeah, a lot of people know the kitchen at home, which are the domestic kitchens, and Professional kitchens are a little bit different. So as the name already said, it's for the professional use and it's normally used in the gastronomy sector and catering sector. And the main difference to the domestic kitchens that we use at home is that they have way higher production rate when it comes to food and they produce much higher quantities of food. So normally we are speaking here about 200 meals per day and therefore the whole thing has more something in common with the production area than with the normal cooking as we know it at home when we are cooking for our family where we have maybe cooking like for five to seven people maximum and due to the fact that there are such large quantities of food and the high production rates um, there are different requirements to those kitchens so for example, there has to be food monitoring by official authorities, like, for example, the public health authority, because this is very important to mention here. The professional kitchen operators, they are responsible for food safety. And if there is an inspection by such public health authorities, they have to store data regarding this food safety and have to show that they do it in a proper way. And here is very important to mention the HACCP system. HACCP is short for Hazard Analysis and Critical Control Points. So what does it mean? HACCP system deals specifically with possible hazards during the process, during the food processing. So therefore, they have to document a system like that, that those hazards can't occur during the food processing. And this can be done by such critical control points so that at some certain points during the food processing, they are observing the temperature, for example. So if you cool stuff, um, you have to cool it at a certain temperature. If the temperature is above, you have to act somehow. So that is very important. 
And when there are inspections by the public health authorities, for example, you need to show this HACP system that has to be documented. So you see there are quite differences between professional kitchen and domestic kitchen. Holger, do you have any other topics from the perspective of a manufacturer? Thank you, Fabian. There is something more to add, I guess. For example, the guest expectations when you visit a restaurant. So guest has a certain experience when he's visiting a restaurant and he's expecting a certain food quality and a consistent food quality. And this is totally independent normally from who's ever doing preparing and cooking the food he's going to have by today. So in a professional kitchen, you need more standardized recipes and even standardized preparation processes. So to guarantee that consistent food quality and to support the restaurant concept in competition. Another important issue for a professional kitchen is the availability of the appliances for service, meaning that if there is a failure in one of the appliances, one of the cooking appliances, then you need an urgent service to repair the appliance, to get up to speed, to serve the food, to serve the meals. It's not like in domestic kitchens where you might wait a week for a service engineer to pass by to repair your home. So a quick service response is also an important difference to domestic kitchens. Which then are the major challenges in the area of commercial kitchens? Yeah, thank you for this question, Peter. Um, I think there are quite a lot of different challenges what we have here. So first of all, we have a shortage in staff and due to the working conditions in such professional kitchens, they are not always the best and therefore not so many people like to work there. And that could be a problem also from the perspective that from today, um, we have a higher demand for restaurants and canteens more and more. This can yeah, trace back to the change of the societies. Because if you look like 20, 30 years ago, there you had this picture of a classical housewife. This is not, if you look to family and to modern family now, this is not the case anymore. So therefore, people are tend to eat more outside or just deliver their food for their home and are not cooking so much at home anymore. So this shows that there is a high need of a higher degree of automation within the commercial kitchen to support the kitchen operator in that task. Also, what is very often to mention or what you hear in the news quite often since the last years is sustainability. This is also yeah, a fact which is affecting the commercial kitchen as well. So um, we have to find solution about efficient use of food. You have to tackle food waste and all that stuff. And this is something where IoT can help also. And another big topic is the energy consumption. So the devices that you normally find in those commercial kitchens have a really high energy consumption. And there you have lots of yeah, potential to op optimize this energy consumption. And this is also something where IoT, in my opinion, can help. And what I also want to mention is the topic as a challenge is IT security. Because in kitchens, it's very important to have a high data protection requirements because we have sensitive data here. So you can imagine if there is some manipulation by temperature data, for example, during the storage, this can, at the worst situation, harm people. And this is not a good situation to deal with. So 
you have to have high IT security standards so that such a thing cannot occur. So, Holger, do you also want to add something here? Yeah, thank you, Fabian. There's for sure something to add in referring to, to IoT. IoT integration of appliances into kitchen management systems is also something which is a challenge so far. So looking at the market by now, so there are many proprietary solutions for appliance connectivity. And in addition to that, there are many different kinds of appliances like dishwashers, fryers, kettles, coffee machines, fridges, and even by different manufacturers. So it's very difficult to come to common integration into kitchen management systems. And this was actually calling for a standardized solution. So knowing that the demand for a standard solution came also by the operators, by the kitchen operators. So before the companion spec, as I said before, there was no clear specification of requirements for connected kitchens. So no easy and sufficient communication was guaranteed. So looking to the companion spec, there's a real cost-efficient and safe integration into kitchen management systems possible with that. And uh, also, it's manufacturer-independent. So what are other threats for, for kitchens, for professional kitchens? Looking at, at restaurants and, and business canteens and even hospitals, delivery services became up new competition for even those kitchens. So they have to be very competitive. On the other hand, there's still a rising demand for restaurants and canteens. So the out-of-home market has got a rising tendency, as you mentioned before, Fabian. Another issue is the rising complexity in production processes. So as you mentioned before, we have to ensure the food safety. So monitoring requirements due to HACCP. That means you have to control, to monitor, and to do a proper documentation of all of these critical control points. And all of this is occupying resources because someone got to do it. So on the other hand, we have a shortage in stuff, which is not helping the situation at all. So all this calls for a solution where IoT is coming in place. So how to integrate and get more knowledge into and more information into kitchen management systems. How can digital services and IoT, the Internet of Things, help in that context? What advantages does a connected kitchen offer? Yeah, as we already addressed, there are some challenges that we currently have to tackle and IoT can help there quite a lot. So therefore, digitalization plays a more and more important role in those professional kitchens. For example, we can automate more processes and this is better for the kitchen operator because then he has more time for important tasks like creativeness or for the restaurant guests. And this is also quite good to support the kitchen operator there. Also process monitoring is something where IoT can help a lot and legal requirements are very important that you have your process monitoring there. And remote services for appliance are also very important when we want to support the kitchen operator. And also when you look at sustainability, as we already mentioned, for energy and resource management, there's artificial intelligence and they have to have standardized data, which they can work on with and everybody agreed on. And that shows how IoT can help, but you need to have some sort of standard. That's why we were working on that. Why is a manufacturer-independent communication standard so important for commercial kitchens? 
If you look into professional kitchen, you see quite a lot of different appliances, devices from quite a lot of different manufacturers. So it's a really heterogeneous system. And therefore, if, if there is no standard, every manufacturer is going to use his own solution, which is then that the operator of the kitchen has to have several apps to monitor everything, which can't be the solution. Or he has to integrate all the different kinds of devices, which is also a problem for them because it's a lot of work till you have it. And yeah, and then there's also the problem if for example, a product is going or device is getting broken, then you have the problem um, that if you have a new device, it's not certain that this is working in that environment. So for therefore, it's very important to have this standard and it is a prerequisite for the integration in a professional kitchen management system from the perspective from our association HKI. Holger, do you want to add something here too? Yeah, thank, thank you, Fabian. And there's something to add here as well, indeed. Um, coming to how is a new kitchen set up? So what are the rules? It's in a way that, for example, for public tenders or so specifications, consultants do specify functions and applications and appliances in accordance to those functions. To comply with the rules of public tenders, there got to be more than one brand per product available at the market. So if only manufacture proprietary solutions for IoT would apply, then this is difficult for public tendering because then only one brand could fulfill the specification. So also here, it is very helpful to have an, let's say, manufacturer-independent standard for communication interfaces. Why did the working group dealing with the communication interface decide to go with OPCUA? There were several um, reasons for that. One very important point here to mention is data security. Because it's very important for the professional kitchen, as I already mentioned. And the BSE, the Federal Office for Information Security in Germany, has dealt with OPCUA. And they did a comprehensive analysis, which confirmed then that OPCUA does not contain any systematic security gaps, which was very important for us, which you can imagine. Another very good point here, which we want to mention, is that OPCUA is very versatile in the application because OPCUA isn't more than just one protocol. It's deliver the whole infrastructure for the communication. And even if there is a new technology popping up, this will be integrated in the OPC UA standard. And this was very important for us so that we are not going with one protocol, which maybe in future is not state of the art anymore. So we were quite optimistic to go with OPC UA. And when we look at other associations, like for example, the VDMA, who's pushing OPC UA quite much, this was also strengthen us, in our opinion, that we made the right decision um, when we went with OPCUA. Well, may, may I add something to this as well? So another important issue for us was that this is an open source. So it allows easy adaptations as required by manufacturers or operators. The other important issue is that the documentation is open for everyone. So it's not that you have to pay an extra for the documentation. In addition to that, there is no license fee required, neither by the manufacturer nor by the operator later on. 
So also standardized modeling information generates higher values compared to just data transport. Another factor is that other sectors close to professional kitchens consider to use OPC UA as well, like the vendoring industry. It's an easy and quick directly connection to the cloud possible if you're looking to, for example, Microsoft Azure or SAP. So there is no vendor lock in OPC UA. So a connection may even take less than 10 minutes. Another important issue for us is that there was really an excellent support from the foundation by creating the companion spec in the working group in the HKI. I understand the OPC UA companion standard for commercial kitchen equipment was launched last year, July. Can you please share with us how long it took to arrive at the document and how that process worked? Okay, thank you very much for this question. This took quite a or it took at least like two to three years. And the main time um, was market research for finding the apparate solution at the market. And we had to compare their different options. Due to the reason which we just addressed the question before, we decided then to go with OPC UA. When we finally made this decision, the work was going fast. So we worked together with um, 30 manufacturers of our association and, of course, with the support of the OPC Foundation. And we defined then for 15 different device types the information models. So the data for our branch, so the data of those devices, which is going to be transported via OPC UA. So, for example, we have the devices fryer, combi steamer, cooking kettle, dishwashing machines, or the microwave combination ovens. And yeah, in that information models, we define the data which are going to transport with the meta information, like the node class, the browse name, the data type, or the type definition, as well as the modeling rule, because they are very important for the transportation via OPC UA. And this companion specification, we have also to say, serves as a basis. So it has also room for individual data for each manufacturer. This is very important for us that this is also the case here. How does the implementation of OPC UA look like from the perspective of a manufacturer? Do any challenges remain? Yeah, thank you, Peter. So actually, yeah, for Kippersbush, we wanted to become a first mover actually for these OPC UA standards. So actually we tried to introduce and we successfully introduced OPC UA interface with our new KCI controller. So we took this decision directly from the start of the development. So the challenge actually is that this IoT is a new field for Kippersbush. So we had to took an additional partner on board with special skills in IoT. Another challenge for us is we wanted to push an open standard as there are bigger competitors in the market who try to push their proprietary systems and even trying to get us on board to their systems, which is not in our favor at all. So another topic is that there is a really one solution for IoT in professional kitchens, talking about cloud-based or on-premise solutions. As Fabian mentioned before, there's lots of sensitive data, like in hospitals, the, the, the patients, the diet meals, or in the army, they are strictly saying there's no cloud solution for any army kitchen applications at all. Another challenge for us is we need to develop 
new services we would like to offer to our customers. Did other manufacturers of commercial kitchen equipment besides Kuppersbusch implement or are they planning to implement OPCUA as a manufacturer neutral communication standard into their devices? Yeah, Peter, the start was not as easy as uh, we were. There were only a few brands, as I mentioned before, Kuppersbusch was the first mover to, to push this standard into the market. And we did that also on international trade fairs. And as it became more and more public, so more and more customers came up and said, we also require an easy IoT integration. So with that push and pull effect, we had nowadays more and more manufacturers taking the standard on board and offering the interface in accordance to the OPC UA standard. What can we expect to happen with regards to extending the OPC UA companion standard for commercial kitchen equipment into the market? What are the next steps? Yeah, thank you very much for this question, Peter. Um, the companion specification has now been released since July last year. Right now, we are promoting the standards so that everybody is getting aware that such a standard is existing on the market. And so we are very happy also to be here at this podcast to do some sort of promotion in that way. But we are also speaking with other associations, for example, with the American Association, so that this standard is getting known worldwide and Therefore, we are pushing it quite much on the international level so far, but the standard is not a finished one. So we are also working on another chapter for the cooling appliances because they are right now not in their companion specification so far. We are working on those information models for this device type and we are looking forward to have that integrated into this companion spec during this year. We believe this companion specification has a high potential due to the fact that there is nothing comparable right now on the market. So we hope this is going to be an international standard for worldwide in professional kitchens in the end. Okay, we're getting to the end. Is there any activity or development that you've experienced lately or something that will be coming up or any further thought that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, we want to say thank you to the OPC Foundation because of the whole support they did and about everything they helped us with in the past and also now in the future when we are working now on this chapter with the cooling appliance. So we are very grateful for the help of the OPC Foundation. That's what we wanted to mention here. Thanks a lot for sharing your experience regarding the OPC UA Companion Standard for Commercial Kitchen Equipment. Very interesting to see the OPC UA industrial operability standard move into new markets. If you, dear listener, want to learn more about other OPC UA companion specifications or other pieces of the OPC UA technology or about the OPC Foundation, you may want to listen to the preceding OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit the website at opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics or are interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, maybe you want to join one of the OPC UA companion specification working groups, or maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation or otherwise, please mail the OPC Foundation at office 
at opcfoundation.org. We'll put both the website URL and the mail address in the podcast notes. In future editions, I will be doing interviews with guests from Microsoft, IBM, a couple of other companies on such topics as cloud, certification, and further companion specifications. It was great to have you with us today. If you liked what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. Fabian, Holger, thank you for having been my guest today. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.